to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, Shatara, my sister. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. So right. what are we calling this episode? We are calling this episode, Get Your Life. Get Your, Get life. your life. Get Your Life, Bo. Get Your Life. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need a certain Braxton sister to get her life, too. So, let's keep it right in the Braxton family. So, let's get ratchet, shall we? Quick. Shall we? Right. Shall. shall we get our life? Well, I don't know if you heard that our sister girl, Tamar Braxton's boyfriend, is filing a restraining order against her. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Yes. And he's saying that uh, he was getting beat up. So, this is the boyfriend, David Adefeso. I think I'm saying his name right. Adefeso. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, Yeah, this is a domestic violence restraining order against her. And I mean, one minute it was he's saving her life because we all know that there was an incident where Tamar attempted to take her life. And, you know, prayers all went up for her. And next thing you know, it's flipped where, you know, there is a reality show called Get Your Life. And, um, you know, there's this big incident where I guess they are trying to abstain from sex. Who would have knew? And that do it. <laughs> won't he do it? That'll do it. <laughs> uh, that came out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I guess you know he broke his silence. You know, just saying that I guess she's abusive and he wants a restraining order. So yeah, I heard that, and you know, wow. So I watched his uh, David's um, like he did a video. You know, like he a YouTube he video. To be like he, what's that? He did a YouTube video explaining yeah, everything. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't come off as like he's like a bad guy or like he's looking for, you know, the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I, it was very sincere, you know, where he just, he was basically saying like, I'm always on her side. I'm always for her. But she threatened me. You know, she put hands on me. Mm. And Tamara, <sighs> can you believe it? I'm sorry, but did you see the picture of them together? <clears throat> Excuse me. When? Don't they look like Reefus and Cephas? <laughs> Cephas and Reese? What? <laughs> the, the In Living Color version? <laughs> why do you say that? I didn't, I didn't see the particular photo you talked about. But why picture you of them together. I don't know. They just look very old school R&B gold teeth couple. Um, He has his, his glasses <laughs> on. And he just, you know, it just looked like he has his hands like sliding down her back like a real creep. And she's just smiling in the picture. I think she has like a big, you know, blonde, like wavy wig going it just it just made me laugh a little bit i was like look at these crazy kids <laughs> i didn't i didn't see i'll send you the picture i, mean, I, I, I kind of liked them together although you know and i watched the show and it always felt like she wanted more out of the relationship and he was just kind of taking it slow like you know she was trying to rush things and i you know i guess being a woman you know you're divorced you know with kid and you know life changes whatever it was like mm-hmm. She had a different idea than it sound. It looked like he had for their relationship, right? Know, in terms of like how fast is it was going to progress. That's just me on the outside looking in. That's what it looked like to me. Well, you've seen her ex man. What's his name? Her her her, her ex man. Vince is name Vince, right? The ex husband, yeah. Ex husband Vince, yeah. Vince 
Vince, uh, I mean, we all thought like, wow, he really loves her. Like, ooh, that from we, you know, what we saw on the show. And I just, I didn't see them really matching. I said, cause you know, she seems like she's a little bit of a handful. Like, ooh. But for the most part, you know, I was like, wow, he really loves her. They had a kid that looks just like him. He did that by himself. And then next thing you know, they're divorcing. And I'm like, oh, wow. So then when she got with this guy, I just said, okay, well, she got some new dick. So good for her. Good for her. She got out from under his his big ass. Good for her. Yeah, stop it. Sorry. <laughs> but that's the first thing I thought. I was like, ooh, that's heavy. Like, <laughs> rides only, sir. Who the hell you think this is? But, um... Yeah, and then the new D was like, uh-uh, get your hands off me. Yeah, I mean, I tend, I'm I'm going to, look, I just, prayers up to um, Tamar, because, you know, she's obviously going through through some things, and, you know, she needs all the healing that she can get, you know, and I'm sorry it had to go that way. Mm. But, you know, when a, when a man says you've been putting your hands on me, then he's, you know, he's looking to protect his neck, literally yeah. and basically. Cause he looked like he he gonna say because I'm gonna fuck around hit you back so let me just uh let the world know right now I'm not going there with you so I guess yeah that, that's the right thing to do yeah because because some women they they like the drama there are those women that like that drama they welcome it so yeah mm-hmm, that's that's the scoop on the Tamar Braxton so um you know we want her to want to live because that was the big thing for the prayers up for that and now the next thing is prayers to keep her hands to herself stop it. Why? And for healing. Why? Okay, yes. Why? <laughs> healing hands, literally. Okay. <sighs> okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So, Moving on. so remember a couple of shows back, we talked about the former Florida, um, uh, uh, what is it? Gubernatorial candidate, Andrew Gillum, who was caught in a hotel room, mm. Mm. uh, Drunk and without his clothes on with two men and one who was believed to be a gay prostitute. Mm-hmm. And at the time, um, and also there was, did I say drugs? There was um, meth, which I still to this day, I'm like, I did not know black black people did meth, but whatever. So um, Gillum said that they were only friends, um, but now he's admitted that they were more than just friends. And he has come out as... Bisexy, y'all. Bisexy. Ooh, I saw you and him, and him walking in the rain. You were doing meth at the hotel and it's never been the same. Did you say gubernatorium? What did you say? Gubernatorial. That's when you, uh, you're running for governor. Fancy. You are. Governor fancy. Let me tell you, Miss Sean, you got some fancy words. <laughs> gubernatorial. I was talking about goobers. I was like, I like those with the peanuts. Ew. Oh, we're not talking about that. We like those with the peanuts. What you talking about? Ew. Ew on both ends. Gubernatorial. I said, what in the who? Florida gubernatorial. Okay. Fancy. Well, he's a bisexual. Oh, my goodness. Look. So. I think the big, so this was it's all during the interview with Tamron Hall, which I have not seen, but I definitely, I need to watch the whole mm, thing. Mm, so mm, mm. Um, Andrew Gillum and his wife, they sat down with Tamron Hall and basically he admitted that, um, you know, he's had male lovers in the past. And the the crazy, even what gets even crazy is that his wife pretty much said she has accepted his past male lovers. Oh. Um, she didn't really talk about whether, you know, this is like a this is like an ongoing thing if he's going to have future male lovers and how, you know, 
what her take is on that. So I'm just, I think, okay. I mean, that that was obvious. I think for those who saw the video, you saw the pictures. I mean, it's obvious that this man, this black man um, has a thing for men. I think that was clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I feel like is thrown out the window is like, what about that meth though? Mm. Where they do that though? <laughs> what's, what's that about? What's that mouth do? What that meth do? with booty juice. Like, what's that about? What's that meth do? What that mouth do? It's a whole lot going on up in there. Wow. So, do we still want him to be the governor, or how's this? No, like out? he lost. The, he he ran. I was like in 2018, and he lost the race, and then. Um, I know he was running for like, like a U.S. representative spot and he kind of lost that. So I've heard him say in interviews that the reason why he went on this spiral, um, was because, you know, he was basically, you know, had lost these, these positions or, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't win the race or whatever. So I guess it sent him to. I guess it sent him to meth and booty. I don't know. Meth and booty camp. <laughs> he went to the meth and booty camp in Florida. The booty camp. The Gators. Gators meth and booty camp in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ring a ding dong. Ding dong ding. Ring a ding dong. Listen here. You got to pick one. Either you can have a governor who is bisexual, who does meth, but he does an amazing job. Or you can have a president of the United States who is racist and doesn't do a good job. What do you want? We, you can't have it all. What do you want for me? Choices. What, what do you, you think about? What do you think about his wife though saying she accepts his bisexuality? Get 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 your life. That's what I gotta say about that. The hell. Um, he just sucks dick on Tuesdays, and it's fine with me because I'm out with the kids. And um, I am actually uh, a PTA mom, so I need him to be present on Wednesdays and Fridays. What the fuck? No. This sh- I mean, look, and if we both like dick, then you my homegirl. How about that? <laughs> you like dick? I like dick too, bitch. Ew. Uh, well, I got sticking my tongue out in the car. We listening to music. And you my bitch, bitch. That's my homie. And you're not my man. Fuck out of here. Go ahead with yourself, Uncle Cliff. I fucked with you, but not like that. Okay? Murder, Uncle Cliff. Go ahead with your bad self, but you are oh, my homie. Uncle Cliff. You ain't my homie. You my homie lover friend. Okay, whatever. Let's talk about this dick, bitch. That's what we, it's our conversation is changing now. We both can't. It just it is. I'm not trying to have that much in common with you. You get what I'm saying? Come on now. Yeah. But that's what um. Yeah. That's what McGreevy. McGreevy had that going on too. McGreevy over here. Mm-hmm, but you his know? wife divorced him, right? No, let me tell you, she, man, he, listen, she was in on it. They, they, they had a, I guess they all, they swung a little bit. So she was aware of the circumstances, but either way he was, he was flying his, um, hose out on jets and stuff. And he was, they were at the Teterboro. Mm-hmm. He was, he was tricking. He was tricking that New Jersey money, honey. Woo! Woo! I, I just, you know, I, I just, oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. So, from what I what I heard from people who have gone to school with Andrew Gillum, like they they said that he was basically. I mean, this is like no surprise because it sounded oh. like he was doing this in college, and down. the wife is basically a beard, and you know, so obviously she probably knew. That's why she didn't, you know, run and file for divorce. She probably knew, you know, what was going down. I think, I think a lot of women. I think women get to the point, and I mean, I. It's, 
that they're like, you know what? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be plan B. Like, I want kids. Like, what? Set up good. I, hey, it's not me. But I think a lot of women, hence his wife being one of them, she knew. There's no way all his college roommates knew and she didn't know. She knew. She knew. You mean to tell me Chris Jenner it decides he wants to be a woman one day? And and none of these women knew? Uh, yeah, Bruce. Well, Brucey B, whatever. Mm-hmm. My whole point is you really think that, you know, that there was no women. We have intuition. You mean to tell me there was nothing that said when I leave this house, this motherfucker's wearing my shoes. Something ain't right. You mean to tell me you saw the shit moved in your closet? He's putting on my panties. <laughs> you did not once suspect him. What? I mean, I'm just saying that there. I do not believe that. She just was so in the dark with it. No. Well, I, and I don't think that's what's coming across. It's more of saying like she's <laughs> accepting, accepting of it. That, right. that to so, me, that's where I get hung up. Like, I, right. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. No, you're my homie. That's why I what? said you, you're my girl. What, what are we up? doing? I don't know this man. No, what up, bitch? No, I'm not having, no. But so I'm trying to yeah, say it was probably an arrangement. They, they, she knew it was an arrangement. Do I agree with it? No, that's not how I'm trying to go about my life. But hey. They got kids now. Everybody's embarrassed. It's a it's a shit show going on right now, you know. And and I'm and I'm sure they just had an agreement, you know. And that's just oof. That's just a damn shame. What you did in the dark, it came to light. Yeah, and I don't know how you can have that kind of agreement. I'm sorry. I just I don't I, understand I don't, it. Don't apologize to me. I don't have that kind of agreement. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cliff, peas and rice. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know. I then mean, you throw the meth in there, and and I'm just, I just, I am confusion. He, look, it's so much going on. It just makes me dizzy, doesn't it? Though, yeah. Whew, child. Mm-hmm. So, so he came out because before he was trying to say that um, he didn't like. What was it? He that? was going to rehab because he had a, a a a drinking problem that was due to him not winning the governor race or whatever. So that's, he never said these men, I'm, I'm sexually involved with any of these men, but now it's coming out like, well, well, okay. He said, okay. All right. All right. Fine. (laughs) He didn't want to admit that he was spreading them. That's all. But, But now, okay. Now we know. And now, I mean, it was in the pictures. What, what are you doing there? That was the whole thing. What are you doing there with your pants down to your ankle? But he was na- he was n- completely nude. Oh, he corrected me. The pants were not even on the ankle. His clothes were on the other side of the room. <laughs> he was completely okay. naked. Yeah. Okay. You're doing Andrew Gilligan's Island. You're know, mm. doing too much. Hey, listen, tweet his own. I don't care what. Hey, man, I'm judging you by your heart and your character. But just don't be out here playing games with people. That's the only thing. So now you got to pay for it. Yeah. So if the wife is saying she knew, but look at that. Who did he really play? He played the public, not not the people in his home. His wife apparently knew about his past lovers. I mean, hmm. look at that. Look look at that. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Shall I go on? Shall I go on? All I all I'm doing like I'm just having flashbacks of the of the pictures. <laughs> oh, he was laid out, honey, with his tongue sticking out like a cartoon character. Ooh, and juice on the pillows. I, I just... Mm-hmm. Ah, we set him up. We were like, it was a setup, remember? That was the conversation. It was a yeah, setup. Yeah, but now I don't know if it's a setup. Like, he, he, um, was, he was partying hard. He was partying like, welcome to the jungle. No, 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 no. Guns and Roses, boy. <laughs> oh, child. 
Where they do that at, though? He said, I'm we trying didn't... to get shit faced. And where's right. the. Mm. This is. Mm. Well, mm. well mm. Let, let, I, I think that there's uh, a lot of uh, kinky arrangements people have. And that's. Yeah, just, you know, when they come out to the light, that's, that's where it's like, all right. All right, y'all. Everybody got a thing, but you want your thing out all over the all over the place? No. But could he had could he had his you know have his position as governor? Had he just said you know I'm a bisexual black man? Could that? I think would've that would have that would have went over better. Even though he was married with he has young kids, mm-hmm. but if he had a, a, admitted that mm-hmm. before getting caught in a hotel room with two gay male escorts with methamphetamines and booty juice all over the pillows, it's a whole different story now. Like. As forgiven as black people are, as forgiven as people are, like you could have, if he had to spoke his truth before anything came out, okay. it would have been a different story. But now it's just like, look, I, I that's July. I, now July, um, yeah, July, and it's just it's messy. Yeah, like okay, I could, I could, we could deal with that. Like okay, I'm, I'm bisexual. Okay, all right, right. But now I'm like, okay, you gonna take the 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 community's money and go blow it on meth with mm. your boyfriend. Woo. There you go. That's the key. Cash rules everything around me. I am confusion. <laughs> dollar dollar bill, bad. y'all. <laughs> yep. That, and that's the question. Like, can you can you effectively hold your position and run your office when honestly you splayed out with vomit and and meth and like you know the, with the um the the blood pressure pump around your arm which i understand is used to pump up the vein so you can shoot the vein up with whatever the method of heroin whatever they was using mm-hmm. um, yeah i don't know if you can i don't know yeah i'm sure that there's a lot of drugs in politics you can imagine i'm oh, sure there's I mean, a, lot there's a lot of drugs politics. everywhere it's just you like know you know who gets put out on front street and who doesn't that's all like mm-hmm. who you that know everybody Who's maintaining the best? Who's who mm-hmm. is maintaining the best? That's pretty yeah. much what it is. Like survival of the fittest because come on, David Duke. I mean, we just have this. I mean, there's a lot of drugs, sex scandal, alcoholism, um, infidelity. I mean, you name it. It's, it's going down. It is one big reality show, even in politics. And he just added to it. And that's all. And it was disappointing because it's like, you know, black people, we're getting ahead. We're getting our foot in the game. Like we can't afford scandal. That's the part that people don't get. Like we can't afford scandal. We already know we got to work 10 times harder. We already know we got to go, you know, 10 times everything. We got to pay that tax. So when you fuck up like that, it's like, fuck, what are you doing? You know, we ain't supposed to be here. Like Jay said, we ain't supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? And we making it. So you can't be, that's the part. That's the part, you know? So yeah, damn it. it. Damn it, man. Damn it. Yeah. I'm like choking them up. Damn it. All right. All that booty juice. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you go hang up the call? All that booty juice. Okay, bye. What type of answering service is this? <laughs> all I'm thinking about. I don't, I don't know about your Yelp review. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, bye. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, we got to move to the woke minute. We should have been here. Oh, we need to be here. No more. Okay. So, uh, in woke news, <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat. As we know, uh, Breonna Taylor was shot March 13th, which was almost seven months ago, right? And uh, the case is to go before a grand jury in Kentucky, and we're expected to hear the announcement um, about the possible indictments following the jury's findings. So there were three officers responsible, and there have been no charges. 
So um, you and I talked about this earlier. I'm very confused with everything happening. I just feel like if you know what took place and, you know, you know who did it, then there you go. What's what? Why? Why is this taking close to a year? Well, all right. So just to give a little background, I guess, to the story, I mean, by now, everybody on every inch of the earth, I believe, or at least, you know, the entire United States has heard about what happened to Breonna Taylor. But, you know, just to kind of reiterate some of the facts and just kind of clear it up. So she was a 26 year old African-American EMT worker, and she was fatally shot by the Louisville, Kentucky um police, specifically three officers, Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove. That was on March 13th, as, as you said. Mm-hmm. Now, the the issue with the facts is that these officers were plainclothes officers, mm-hmm. and they had entered the par- apartment by executing what is still a question, but it sounds like they had a knock warrant. It was a no-knock search warrant, but it was. It sounds like it was changed to a knock warrant. So in, in other words, they had to announce themselves that they were the police before they could come in and, and get in there. Now, they were executing this warrant um, because they were looking for Kenneth Walker, who was Tiana Taylor's, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, um, and I believe another associate of his. So they were doing this kind of background investigation and, you know, they went to the... Um, I think the USPS or like, you know, pulled a a warrant there to figure out that there were packages allegedly being delivered to Ms. Taylor's residence um, that were suspected to be being delivered to another man, a a third man, Jamarcus Glover, who at the time, um, whatever the connection is. So this is like, it was like kind of like very flimsy sort of facts that the police department used to get a warrant. So they basically square out and say they have enough evidence to go in because they believe that there was uh, drug activity going on at the residence, right? Mm-hmm. So they get this warrant. Now the the question uh, the question is, and I really want to see how this unfolds, is because when the police uh, when it came out, you know, the report that they did after the shooting, it was it looks like it was like I said a knock warrant. So it means they had to announce themselves. Mm-hmm. Everything that Kenneth Walker, who was Miss Taylor's boyfriend, said, you know, he said basically they were like laying in a bed together. It was, you know, probably if they're doing a a, a, a warrant, it's probably the wee hours of the morning, you know, 4 a.m., 3 a.m. Um, and they they were looking for drugs. But he said they came in, bust down the door like gangbusters, like they would do without knocking, without announcing themselves as the police and just started opening fire. Mm-hmm. Um so in the shoot in the, the the shooting now Kenneth Walker had a gun. He is a licensed uh he's licensed to carry a firearm. Um and of course he fired first. Now you think about it. Somebody breaking into your home in the middle of the night, you hear them coming in, mm-hmm. busting down the door. Now mind you, they didn't use a key. They they had to bust down the door, right? Uh, yeah. You hear that and like he said, you know, my my goal was to protect her at all cost at all costs. So he's asking, you know, who is it? What's going on? He 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 fires first. Mm-hmm. He shoots one of the officers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because they said it was like shortly after midnight. They use a battering ram, so you know that's that big thing that busts down the door, yeah. forces mm-hmm. it open. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they get into the house. You know, unfortunately, it's a lot of fire. The question is how many rounds were fired. So I'm gonna say 32 because if you um. What is it? You you do the math. 
Um, you know, maybe they all had, you know, nine rounds or 10, whatever, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. probably between 20 and 32 rounds were shot off. Miss Taylor, Brianna was, was shot between, I would say five, eight, maybe 10 times. There was a, an autopsy that was done. The autopsy said that she died by homicide. So, and from the, you know, gunshot wounds on her body. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, as we know, after that, there was the the police filed an incident report. And like I said, they basically said that um, they did not have a no knock. They said that they knocked. Kenneth Walker says that they did not. Who who do you believe in this? Do you do you really believe that the police, they have a battering ram. They were knocked down the door. They actually announced themselves. I mean, it's just to me like common sense. Let's mm-hmm. come on now. Right. No, they didn't. So. Um, all the three officers, they, you know, at first they were put on administrative leave. Um, and then, um, I guess what happens then, you know, because of the, you know, in the midst of there's protests, there is, um, uh, uh, Floyd, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. That, that got, ki- you know, that got killed. So now we have, uh, you know, kind of an outpouring from, you know, the community to do further investigation. So the FBI actually picked it up, did their own independent investigation. Um, the U S attorney's office uh, was looking at it. Um, and the question is whether the officers could be criminally, criminally charged. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, you know, what the confusion is, um, you know, yes, they did have a warrant, Mm -hmm. Whether that was a no knock, whether they announced themselves as the police, whether they, you know, it was because, by the way, they found no drugs in the house. So, you know, that goes against, you know, everything that they said, if they were doing an investigation and, um, you know, they would, you know, it's when you have found something, that's one, two, they were all fitted for body cameras, but they, all the police officers, no one had their body camera on, which is ridiculous um you know which and and they were in plain clothes so i get the plain clothes because they were it it, it, you know they they're in the middle of the night they're they're, um they have do have a warrant but they turn off their body cameras Mm -hmm. that's problematic um so you know the question becomes whether these police officers use deadly for force um by wantonly, you know, as we were saying, like wantonly firing into the department without into Tiana, uh, Brianna Taylor's apartment without really determining, okay, you know, is there an immediate threat? Um, were there innocent people there? Um, which is some of the things that you have to do when you execute a warrant. So, uh, um, you know, just, I've heard some of the interviews and some of the things that was said by Kenneth Walker, who was Miss Taylor's boyfriend, you know, because he was criminally charged first with first degree assault and attempted murder because he fired first at the police officer. They had the audacity to charge him with a crime. So eventually all the charges were dropped against him, um, you know, but he did. He spent some time on an ankle monitor, you know, um, there's even with the evidence, there was a police, uh, there's a 911 call where he says somebody kicked in the door, shot my girlfriend when he's calling, you know, she's bleeding to death. Um, you know, he spent some time in jail before all of it was like, you know, kind of like, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we made a mistake, you know, and Kentucky has a stand your ground law. So he's, he's a firearm. He, he owns a firearm. He owns it legally. He's licensed to carry, 
And there was an immediate threat coming through the door with a battering ram, you know? So everything points to this man acting in self-defense. And like he said, I was defending her at all costs. And unfortunately she lost her life. Um, so the family has filed a wrongful death lawsuit. Um, you know, just saying that, you know, the police rolled up in unmarked vehicles while she was sleeping and they just pretty much, um, you know, came in the home without knocking, without announcing themselves as police officers, even though, and it's going to come down to that warrant, what it exactly says, but I believe it was, they had to announce themselves and they did not. Mm -hmm. Um, and just shows a, you know, a total disregard for human life. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the basis of the, um, the wrongful death lawsuit that the family has filed. I believe that Kenneth Walker has also filed one, you know, because I'm sure as he's saying, like life has never been the same for him. Can you imagine with all that's going on? And then you have, you know, that additional fear that they could recharge him, which is very much a possibility um, mm -hmm. that they could, you know, decide to pick up the case against him and recharge him. So it's just, is just, um, so the, in, and the police officers, you know, at first they were placed on administrative leave and, um, you know, so now it's coming, it's, you know, whether the grand jury is going to charge them. And then there's a question of, you know, well, the attorney general can actually just bypass the whole having a grand jury come together and decide whether the police officers can be charged and just issue indictments. Um, but what I understand is the um, attorney general has maybe decided not to do that at this point. So it, it is going to come down to a grand jury, whether, whether they look at the evidence and they're looking at it to decide that they're kind of making a prediction that, you know, given all the evidence, could they, could a jury decide beyond a reasonable doubt that the police acted in a wanton disregard for human life when they fired these shots? So it's a very um, heightened um, burden of proof. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they have to, they have to be able to say it beyond a reasonable doubt before they can be charged. But, you know, I'm just looking at all the facts in the case. It, it It's amazing to me that that's even a real question. But, you know, as we know, we live in the good old US of A where, you know, uh, Trump is president, number 45 is president. So I, I say that to say anything can happen, at, even at this point. I just, oh, it's just so disturbing. It is so disturbing. And I hate the fact that since we've been doing the podcast since and before George Floyd, we constantly have a black unarmed person being killed by the hands of police. And it's, it's just, I get speechless about it and my feelings are so hurt about it just for our people. And I hate to even say the fact that we all know if this had been a Karen and we're using this, this term loosely out here, you know, a, a white woman, picks up the, you know, phone, there's a black, you know, man, and he's bothering me. And the man is bird watching, you know, like you, you, you can get us killed. Like it, it's really not a game out here. And as far as I'm concerned, yes, if it was a Karen and her name was Breonna Taylor and she was in her bed with her husband and her children. And let's just say you had three black officers that came in with the search warrant. Are you kidding me? This would not have gone on for seven months. Shit, I remember Lacey Peterson. They trying to figure out who killed that girl. Remember that? Just, mm, I remember. Just, the, just, just he, yes. I mean, even 
even if you take, you know, the, the Amber Alert, the term Amber Alert, it comes from a white girl being lost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like the urgency they have when it comes to them and the disregard for us. And I just, you know, it, just seeing the legal system and you said it before, the legal system is not, you know, was not, you know, made to work in our favor. Many, many years ago, you were in law school. I remember you saying that. And it, it just, it holds so much relevancy even to this day. And I, and I'm understanding it more and it's just hurtful. So, you know, there's nobody out there that can say, you know, like racism in America. What? I don't see it. What are you talking about? This shit right here is out of control. Why are we, why, why are we, why are we dying and being killed with like no impunity? Like I don't, that's the part I'm not, I just, I just, wow. I just like, we've come like, we've come far, but damn it. If we are not in sinking sand, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's, I'm so sorry. This is just, this breaks my heart. I'm so sorry. But hopefully we will have some justice out of us. I mean, you know, I think that's the one thing we all we want to remain hopeful. You know, Absolutely. you don't want to just say that this is just, you know, another workings of, you know, mm-hmm. throw us, throw us away and, mm-hmm. you know, put it mm-hmm. on the back burner. Like, you know, I think of enough, if enough of us believe in it, we will get some justice here. You know, yes, it took a damn too, too long time. Like that was, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, okay. these men are walking free and they just, you know, shot through a house and, and killed an innocent woman yeah. um, because of, because of what, with some drugs that they didn't even find. With some drugs that it, and, and you have a, a, a white kid that shoots up a church and kills people and he gets to go to Burger King before they, the, before they take him off. Cause he was hungry. Like, like you're just the difference. You're just the difference. You know what I mean? Like, wow. It, it's, it's so disturbing. It, it's so disturbing. So like you said, um, it's nothing for us to feel like, uh, we shouldn't have any hope in the future. This is, I'm, I'm actually proud to see us out there fighting. Um, this past Friday, the George Washington bridge was shut down with protesters and, you know, there was, huh, you ain't getting in or out. The GW was shut down. And yeah, I, so I'm, I'm actually seeing a lot of the moves and, you know, a lot of these uh, protests that have been prompted because of these um, murders by the hands of police officers. And it's so necessary. So when I see this happening, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us that we have, we've had enough. We have turned our cheek enough. Enough is enough. We're educated. We're here. You know, you're not better than us. We all read. Um, no, I'm sorry. We all, yeah, we all know how to read, but we all bleed red is what I want to say. So, hey, listen, there's, there's really no tolerance. We're, we're, we're on some shit. Like we don't, we're not tolerating it. We're not having it. Yeah. Mm. We're not having it. We got to continue to fight. Ooh. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then if you ever look, I mean, I know who our president is right now and what he is doing, what he's not doing. However, if you look, racism is such, isn't it just so heightened? Mm-hmm. Like in your oh, face, yeah. like, like never before, like never before. It is on front street. Like I really, so I'm, I'm glad that now I know where everybody stands. Like for what we've already known, like heads up racist. We've already known you guys are racist. As black people, you know, oppress, suppress, you name it. We know what's happening. But thank you for letting us know where you stand. So 2000, what? Right. And 20, this is the, thank you for letting me know where you stand. I, I see you. Thank you. Thank you. All these racial rants going on and, you know, all lives matter. All this back and forth and, you know, ooh, people are really showing their true colors. I'm, they, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. 
Mm. So moving forward. Just getting back to where yeah. we are. Justice for Breonna Taylor. It is. Yes, absolutely. Justice for Breonna. Yeah. Black lives matter. We, as I stand here with my fist up, don't play every with me. Damn day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every day. Every, I'm black history every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty fist much. Up. Okay. All right. All right. We're well, moving on. And because we don't have any segue or like, you know, a little intermission or something. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready for the mm-hmm. weekend? Dick report. You got it going on. Well, we are here. So, um, okay. Chicago, what you got? I put just my thing down, flip it, it and reverse it. Okay, go ahead and just and just read this one because I'm I'm over here like, mm-hmm, but go ahead. All right. So this uh this fan of the show <laughs> wants us to answer this question. This is a good one. Are you ready? My girlfriend had our son nine months ago. I love her and was going to marry her. She lost a lot of baby weight, but her stomach is covered in stretch marks and it's saggy. It's hard for me to have sex with her because it's such a turnoff. I've offered to help her pay for surgery to fix it, but she says no every time. I'm at the point, I just want to break up with her and I just want to be there for my son. That's it. Uh, Just not with her. Am I wrong for wanting to break up with her? Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm. So what you got? Look, yeah, like this one, I'm trying to drive off of Petty Street because sometimes I drive down Petty Street and I park my car, but I am not, I don't want to be petty. So let's just, let me, let me give two perspectives. So young man, young man, okay. <laughs> you've had a woman with this child. She has, she has birthed your seed into the world. Mm-hmm. And that is something that's the, the gift of creation, even though, yes, it takes the man's sperm, but it's the woman who carries for nine months. And there's a mothering instinct that can never be replaced. Mm-hmm. And with all, with all that being said, and she bought your a, a son into the world, your heir, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And we over here talking about stretch marks. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's just how... How little and belittle, how how small can you be? And how, uh, what's the word? It's just, it's like, you mean she's with all of that and how much you love her, but you worried about her stomach? Like, for real, if y'all are making love, I don't know, why are you looking at her stomach? You know, most most men, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seemed like, you know, most men, when you really get down to it, like, they ain't really all concerned about that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if they've 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 been there before, they've been there with you before, y'all do some other positions or whatever, but are they really concerned with that? Now I'm just I just this sounds so trifling to me. You know, and and I applaud this woman because she's like she says, No, she don't want to have surgery. She doesn't she doesn't want to go through surgery. Maybe she'll change her mind down the line, but she's saying no. So obviously is she happy with herself or she just doesn't want to go through the trauma of surgery, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But instead of him, you know, as her helpmate supporting that decision, mm-hmm. he's, he's really just being selfish and thinking about himself. Okay. So that's, that's the one, that's my one part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Ta- go ahead, Tara. Cause go ahead, Tara. Cause I have another perspective, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, well, I can only imagine. I do know that, um, knock on wood, I haven't had children yet. However, uh, it is a miracle that women are able to 
bring life into this world and your body goes through tremendous trauma. So I think that is the best gift you can give to another human being is their other half of themselves. So it's kind I mean, shit, I mean, I brought a brother some shoes. I brought a brother a coat. I brought her, you know, you name it, but nothing like being able to say, you know, I'm going to carry this child. You don't got to carry, you can go to the party if you want. I'll carry the child and I'll bring your, your half of your face into this world. And I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing. That's, it's a miracle. So I say all right. that to say that, you know, and, and you damn near kill yourself or should I say, you know, it is, it is yes, it's, it's bringing major, that child, major. bringing that child, like, like my best friend, uh, it said, she said, I, uh, my daughter damn near killed me trying to bring her in this world. Like, yeah, like you, you, you can die on that table. It's a big deal. So if you're with somebody that doesn't appreciate, you know, the extent of, of what you've done in this life, then, you know, leave him alone. You don't want to be with somebody like that anyway. For him to say it's a turn off, he just sounds very, I mean, he sounds immature. He sounds very vain at the same time. So, I mean, I mean, it sounds like he's not in love with your, your soul. That's really what it is. I mean, I think of, of that, um, there was a woman who I forget yeah. what the ice skater or something. She got burned. Right. And like 90% of her body was burned and she was like a beautiful debutante, the whole thing. And they were on the cover of people magazine. I mean, such a sad story, but he continued to marry her and they moved forward. And he said, no, because I, yeah. I fell in love with her soul. And Ooh, when he said that, that was like, oh, wow, you know, and, and she's, I mean, they show her before and after picture and it was such a sad thing to see, you know, she wasn't looking like the same person. And he said, of course, of course, I still want to be with her. Oh, so with that being said, can you imagine, yeah. you know, yeah. like he, he, I just feel like he doesn't love her soul. He's, he's not loving you for who and you you're are. Very, okay. So, and I'm, I'm very in agreement with that. Like, and that, that brings me to my second thing was saying, you know, in life, you you want to be happy, you know, with the person that you decide I'm going to share my life with. They've shared a significant part of their lives already because they have a child. They 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 made life together. So when the way that and I'm sir, you know, I hope you still listen to us, but we're just going to give you the real. Mm-hmm. You you've already invested that much into this woman, mm-hmm. but you're pointing at something very mundane, very very small. So I agree with you, Shatara, that you know, you got to really assess how your feelings for this woman. Cause it doesn't sound like you love her soul. This doesn't mm-hmm. sound like you, you know, you in it for the long haul, obviously, because you're willing to break up family and happy home over some stretch marks. You know, she would be better off finding someone and being with someone who loves her and her child mm-hmm. unconditionally. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get fat today, I get, I, or, you know, I'm, I'm I'm skinny the next. I I don't need your love to be contingent on what my body looks like. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we we are physical beings and we're visual beings especially for men. So I get it, you know. You you want to go with your vibe. You want to you want to be with your, you know, what what turns you on. I get that. But at a certain point, you do once you get behind all of that because there's some really really great looking people out here so sexy so whatever whatever and they got and they ugly on the inside. There you go. Mhm. So mm-hmm. when it comes like looks, you know, they, they matter to a certain extent, that's kind of gets you in the door. But after a while, you know, you vibe and you connect with somebody because of who they are. Mm-hmm. And if, if he's sitting here at, he's still at the door of looks, then you'll never get past, you'll never get past that to get what, what life really has in store for us. When we make, we, we build connections and have relationships with people that, you know, belong to our soul tribe. It's something that you can't even put into words. Like I can't, 
you know, express to you about, you know, what he looks like, like, because in actuality, that doesn't really matter as much as how the person treats you, you know, Mm -hmm. how they respect you, how they show their love, how they show their attention. You know, those are those types of things, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how they soothe you after a long day and make you feel some type of, you know, all of those things. What, how can you add those up to some stretch marks? Right. And but her, then, her belly was out of place. So, you know, bro, I think you really need to assess and um, reevaluate mm-hmm. why you're with this woman in the first place. Because mm-hmm. right. it doesn't sound like you you have that type of, um, you know, real love, unconditional love and affection for her that, you know, a man in your position who has watched the birth of their child you know, your son from this woman that maybe, you know, you don't, ha- it doesn't sound like you have developed those feelings for her. Right. Right. It, it, and I get it. It's not like you met her and she had all this going on. You're like, Hey, I take you as you are. This happened over time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not here for that. Hell. I even hear guys talk about just women who with no baby just gain weight and they like, Oh, oh you know, like, Hey, wait a minute now, you know? Um, and I, Hey, I've even heard a woman say, my husband just says, don't get fat. Like, you know, just put those stipulations on things. And it's just like, you should say to him, don't, don't let your dick get small. You know, like what if, what if that was your comeback? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like men have like a lot of nerve, like, hold on a minute. But at the same time, have what, have what you want, but always remember the 80, 20 rule. So she's probably your full 80 and then some, and you're going to go out there and get the 20 with the flat stomach and the no stretch marks and da, da, da. And she's a total, like you said, ugly person who's fucking obnoxious, who doesn't give you what you want. You know what I mean? Cheats on you. And this look, I'm wishing all this shit bad on him. <laughs> She'll steal your money. <laughs> She'll say, fuck your cow. And you know, that's what's going to, that's what you have coming to you, you know, because what the way you're feeling is, is of an ugly person. You know, we're, this is beyond vanity, you know, um, but at the same time, this also could be lack of maturity as well, because we might be expecting something from, you know, a, a young man who's just not there yet. You know, he doesn't really appreciate a woman. You know, you know how many men have said um, that's the girl that got away because they have to grow into be that man. They're not that yet. So maybe he's just not that yet, but he just has a lot of nerve at the same time. But that's OK. You know, she she she's going to be all right. <laughs> you know, women move on. Trust me. What What's the big deal to you? Stretch marks and shit is another man's dream. Trust me. Yeah. She's so I mean, I think the advice. You know, like you know, are you are you wrong? I'm not gonna sit here and tell you your feelings are wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say maybe you, you need to reevaluate, but maybe step aside so that she can be with someone that that makes her truly happy, and you can be with somebody that makes you truly happy as mm-hmm. well, and be there for your son. But don't teach your son that same bullshit that yeah. that's the part don't teach your son that same bullshit and you know so you know what you know what's fucked up real quick as long as the motherfucker had a big old gut you know what i'm saying and and a, and, a, and, a, and a fresh white tee all right and some skinny jeans that he got no business fucking having on okay all right and and a gold chain here we go now all right and he and he talking about he want her to have a flat stomach bitch how about you do some sit-ups That'd be oh, that'd be the mother yeah. with the missing they teeth be the, on the they side. They'd be the many ones. That'd be the ones. Ooh. You ain't touched the gym in a year, and oh you over God. here. What? She bad. Yo, she bad. Shut the fuck up with your fat fingers, okay? <laughs> Pass me the chicken wing with the blue cheese, because that's what we came here to do and eat. And don't ask me to have a six pack when I get up, because you don't. Okay. 
shit. That'd be the one. He'd probably be the main one looking all like Norbit. Fuck out of here. <laughs> no, 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 I'm trying to tell you them be the main ones. You know, oh, always just don't let no hoe tell you these hoes ain't loyal. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> don't let no promiscuous motherfucker tell you these hoes ain't loyal. That's all I'm trying to say. That's it. That's it. Main one. Hoes, hoes out the back door talking about these hoes ain't loyal. What, bitch? You know what? That motherfucker's about to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Mm, main one. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Hey, sir. I hope you get advice. You know, please continue to listen. <laughs> but you know, we're going we to have to tell you the truth. Yeah. Keep it very real. I keep it. I keep Love it. Like a brother. Very real. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Uncle Same Chris. thing I would tell our brother. Right. Truly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guess what? It's your time to shine. Yeah. Tell us about That's your damn. Right, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I was so. Let me. Okay. Let me calm down because you know, there are some, you know, we, we, but the, we are a musical family, right? You would say that. Like we all, we grew up listening to music. Yep, yep. We're very musically inclined. Like I need music for everything. I got, I got music to wake up to. I got music to eat my breakfast to. I got music to do my work to. I got music to go out and, and drive fast. I got music for everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love music and I like all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. That being said, mm-hmm. there are certain songs that, you know, it's like it, they take me to church. Like I'm, I'm having, I get the Holy Ghost. Like I just, I have a, a real deep spiritual experience and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the drums that just remind me of my ancestors beating in my blood. I don't know if it's just the, the sound that just reminds me of, you know, calls me back to somewhere I've been before some deja vu. I don't know what it is, but there are certain songs, certain, certain beats, certain things I can just I can listen to right now and I go somewhere. I go somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Takes you. Okay. Turn, turn that up. Hit the gas. Dip that anthem by Jewel Santana and Cameron Ooh. off the diplomatic community. Ooh. Ooh. Ouch. How? That do it. <laughs> that do it for you? Oh my gosh. It's just like. Whew. Okay. So. This was this was came out in 2003. So you remember after Cameron, he came, he had like his couple albums. I think he did Come Home with Me, and then he came out with the the Diplomat Zip Set, and it was like the four of them. So there was Jim Jones, Jules Santana, Cameron, and I forget the third one. I don't know if it was Hellrell or one of them. In any case, so you know. We know we have a love for diplomats because they are from Harlem. Mm-hmm. And there was a time like in the early 2000s when everything was about, you know, the big uh, diamond or the diaminoid rocks in your ear and, mm-hmm. and the pink furs, you know, and, and, and just right. And the, um, the uh, what do you call it? The Not the starter jackets, but like the, uh, the NBA, the team. Um, Jersey. What do you call it? Huh? Jerseys for members only. Yeah, the jerseys. Uh-huh. jerseys. Like, you remember there was a look. There was a mm-hmm. look. And it was like, it was New York. And it was like, ah, I loved it. And we knew that Cameron was like the leader. You know, that's my man. Love Cam. And, you know, even though we know that, you know, Dip said they wasn't like the best lyricists, right? I mean, bubblegum yeah. drum drops and yeah. all kinds of stuff. But Cameron was, he was good though. Cameron was good. Yeah, but they changed 
Mind Game, man. And I'm telling you, this song, like, I just, whew, I can't explain where it would take me. Mm-hmm. But when the beat came on, ooh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was a good time. Get your hype. Get your hype. It was just it was a real it was like make you want to march. I'm protesting. I'm marching, I'm black parading, I'm out here, I'm doing everything, I'm driving fast, I'm, I'm running through red lights, I'm doing everything, everything that I should and should not do. I, this song will do it to you. It does it to me every single time. Good time. Ooh, like, it takes me a half an hour to get there, but if I play this song, I'll be there in 10. <laughs> <laughs> one of those, one of those. Mm. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I, I just, I have to just reiterate because it's, it, it, there's certain songs that just, they just, they send me, they send me somewhere like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Play that back, play that back. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good time. That gets you charged up. Ooh, that's good. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Dipset Anthem, 2003. Mm, 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 Implement. Mm, mm, mm. All right, got to put that Dip one on. Yep. Ooh, got to put it on before I go to bed. Right. Look at me. <laughs> you won't be able to go to back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With your rapid eye movement, you're going to be there just, mm-hmm. Ooh, child. Listening to gangster music. Okay, all right. Okay. Ooh. Good time. Good time. Ooh, that was a good one. That yep. was a really good one. That You took me there. Shoot. Okay. Mm. Listening to gangster music. Okay, okay. All right, all right. We are now at the Support Black Business segment of the show where we believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities by supporting products and services made FUBU for us. So this week, I want to highlight Shine. Shine is a Black-owned self-care app with the goal of increasing access to mental health um, tools for, for us. Made for us by us. So it was started by Mara Liddy and Naomi Hirabayashi, which I believe she's uh, Japanese and black, um, where they just felt like we just had no representation in the world of wellness. Absolutely not. So um, what started out as like these daily affirmations, it just, it turned into this app. So um, what is really interesting, and I'm, I'm a member of it, so I, you know, I have it, but they have, it's apps that is, or meditations that are specifically geared to black well-being and mental health. So there's topics like um, healing trauma, um, how to fight racial equality, dealing with representation burnout, which is a term that's used when you are like the only one, you know, you're the only black person in the room, you're the only Mm -hmm. black face, you're the only black female, you know, we've Mm -hmm. all been there, all seen that. So, you know, it is, there's actually, um, you know, it's representation burnout. It actually happens, you know, so- they have different, and what I do love about this is that, you know, I do a lot of meditation. I'm, I'm glad to say that it has helped me, um, to deal and, and get through a lot of just life stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mental health is important to me. Meditation is very important to me. And the great thing about this is because I've noticed a lot of meditations, if you listen and I like, I like guided meditations, Mm -hmm. 
it's always a voice that's not representative of us. This mm. app actually has 90% of the meditations are voiced and, and or created by black women, which mm. I love. I love that. So um, I can't say more about this app. I'm actually in love with it. So you can download the Shine app. It's free. Um, although you can do a membership and then get like access to other meditations, or you can just go to join.shinetext.com. There you go. Okay. All right. I love that. I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm, you know, you can go to YouTube and get a lot of free stuff, but you want some good quality and I'm really into binaural beats, you know, and there's different frequencies that you listen to, to get you to different places. You know, I'm all in. So I know you are. um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a great app. So yeah. Love it. All right. Okay. All right. Well, Well, are we here? We're here. That time went by so fast. It did. We're having fun. We've come to the end, y'all. So please like, share, and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. Listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show, weekdays on Island TV or on the Island TV app. And Shatara, what else you got to tell us? Absolutely. Please do follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, and on Instagram at TwistPod. Uh, that is Twist, T-W-I-S-P-O-D, TwistPod. Leave us reviews. Let us know what you think. Talk to us. We want to talk back to you. Um, I'll also guys keep you guys posted for my upcoming comedy shows, as well as our podcasts and TV events. I am bringing the funny honey. Thank you for listening, sharing, and subscribing. We love you all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be well. 